thank you for coming here today. It's me, Linda Sage, on Learning From Life. One thing I can promise you, there'll be people to meet over the airways here you'll never forget. Some, as long as you live. Let's just say, most have had what could be termed as an interesting life. It's not what happens, it's how you deal with it. And one line from any of them could change the way you deal with things forever. They'll be landing from all parts of the planet, all ages, backgrounds and experiences. Telling the truth of how it was and how they manage things may just help you miss a rock or two along your road too. Hi, thank you for joining us and uh, we're again here learning from life. I'm Linda Sage and always I have amazing guests and again this week is no different. So uh, joining me today is Matt Wilson and we have spoken before because he's an amazing fitness person that can tell you all about biscuit exercises. That grabbed me from the beginning. (laughs) So Matt, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. So uh, we, we we talked about your biscuit, but we keep that a secret for a little bit later. <laughs> no, uh, so just tell us a little bit about yourself. So have you always been in fitness? I've not always been in fitness, no. Um, I've done many a thing. I've been a bit of a jack of all trades, a bit of a Dell boy, if you will. Um, tried a few businesses, but I actually, I spent a lot of my time in sales. Um and managing a team in a corporate environment and office in Leeds. Um, I only really hit fitness about four years ago and I got made redundant. So that was a a bit of a jump, but it was something I was passionate about and something that um, a journey I've been on myself, a bit of a a body change um, over about 10 years. So I'd made the change myself, so I wanted to pass it on to other people. And I know when we see the the photos of you, because obviously you work a lot through uh, Facebook, there's some fantastic mm. uh, pictures of, you know, of you and you are a product of your product, obviously. Yeah, I think it's it's good that you can use social media for that way. So particularly Instagram is a really good one because it's, it's almost like a shop window um, for other words. And, you know, it, it can be quite nerve wracking putting, putting yourself out there and, and putting pictures of yourself. But at the end of the day, I'm proud of, you know, where I've come, I'm proud of the changes I've made. And there's there's some days that you feel less happy um, because we're all human and there's some days that you feel really confident about it. But yeah, it's uh, good to be able to share that. And I think it's motivating for the people that are reading it as well, or it can be for the right people as well, which is good for business. (laughs) But also you don't necessarily go for the uh, Wonder Woman or the Superman type either, do you? No. So I have worked over the past few years with a lot more of people that want to make change but not necessarily just their body change so it may well start off maybe it's fit for 50 maybe it's you know hitting 30 and wanting to you know make a change but then actually I have a a thing for digging a little bit deeper and and seeing what the motivations are behind that Um, and actually making some real life changes as opposed to just being a slave in the gym or just concentrating on diet. We tend to look at everything in terms of lifestyle, um, forming new habits, positive habits, and also, you know, trying to find ways to deal with the times that are a little bit harder, which this year, let's face it, it's coming to fruition a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah. I must admit, at the beginning of March, one of my clients sort of said to me, oh, we're going to know by the end of the year because there's going to be two clubs. There's going to be a fit club and a fat club. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's pretty much right. 
I think, yeah, it's interesting because actually over lockdown myself, for somebody that trains maybe six or seven times a week, I hit lockdown and all of a sudden my motivation to train just disappeared, which something normally a habit that's formed over years and is that frequent wouldn't be that quick to disappear. But all of a sudden my motivation to, because I couldn't go to the gym um, and I was trying to work out at home as well as work from home as well as not being able to leave my house, I suppose, and all that came together and I lost all the motivation. It just shows you how how much the environment and actually the journey, you know, to the gym, or whether it's to the park, it doesn't necessarily have to be the gym, but the environment and the journey and the, the routine of doing that can actually be a massive factor in your motivation as well. Uh, so much so and I think you know for an awful lot of people uh, changing the idea I mean people think of a gym and you go to the gym to exercise people don't necessarily think of their front room as the place to exercise no it's difficult because we tend to as humans we tend to associate different rooms with different things and, and when we start mixing that it can it can cross some boundaries I suppose whereas your living room would might be the place where you binge watch a bit of you know, a bit of TV, you might stream something, you might watch YouTube or something, but, and then just like your kitchen, you know, your kitchen's where you cook and you may well have a table and it may well be a communal area. So the thought of actually working out in that area and engaging your brain to think about it as a focused workout area is a challenge to a lot of people. Some people can adapt and some people can't. And as it turns out, I was one of the people that can understand if you can't do that because I was the same. So it, it's much easier to get out of the habit of, of doing exercise regularly than it is to get into the habit. I think it is. Um, I think the, the good thing about exercise is because of the nature of it and, and when it releases the good hormones, the endorphins and that feel good feeling, um, that's a very, very addictive thing. And actually, once you get started, the hardest thing is to start it's a lot easier like you said to stop but once you have started it's very easy to carry on um i think it, it does mean if you are starting with a trainer or if you start a new gym and you get a really good induction and you feel comfortable somewhere then that's going to be the best steps to be able to to start exercising which is why i said about not necessarily being at home is the best place to exercise which is why we saw a lot of people going out walking um, and getting some fresh air because that has massive benefits over and above just fitness, you know, getting some fresh air, in, um, increasing the oxygen in your body, in your blood supply has massive benefits to your health anyway. So do you think uh, people have actually been out walking more or have people been actually quite frightened to go out and uh, be in public areas? I think it differs on where you are from what I've seen and, and from what we saw on conversations on social media. I think walking is one of the good things that you can do. Um, and I think I saw a lot of people doing that. There was definitely people walking that I hadn't seen before because I tend to go walking quite a lot. But it, it allows you to keep your space from people. It allows you to not necessarily push yourself to a too intense um, place, which is what it then enables more people to do it, so people that wouldn't necessarily go to the gym to exercise but it also means you can leave your home surroundings so during something like a lockdown um you are within the same four walls for one of a better phrase um for such a long time it can be liberating almost to get out and get some fresh air um yeah it was just so good to see more and more people out and about um especially if you've got a dog what a perfect excuse I've just adopted a cat and I don't think I'll be Wonderful. taking that one out for a walk but uh, well, you could do 
Uh, no, I don't think I go that far. But definitely, you know, being chasing around and looking after the cat, even like feeding the cat, getting up and down and bending up and down and reaching up for the container with the the food in and things like that, was movement that I wasn't doing before. Absolutely, and I think you've you've inadvertently hit a nail on the head there as well because it's it's all about what they call in the industry NEAT, so NEAT, so it's your non-exercise activity. And the T stands for thermogenesis. We don't need to worry about that. It's basically burning calories. But the idea is that it's not based around planned exercise. So it's movements that you would do over and above what you'd normally do. And you're quite right. If you get a pet um, or if you're looking after you know, someone's kids or you're just cleaning a little bit more often because you're in the house more, you are moving more. And by moving more, you're using your joints. It's good for your muscles. It's making your body work a little bit harder. So it is good for strength and all these things as we get older, you know, strength starts to diminish a little bit. And these are all natural processes. And every single bit that you can do over and above what you were doing before is only a good thing. Um, and it doesn't matter how big or small. And, and I must admit, when we were talking before, you were saying about uh, like the time between the programmes, when you're watching your favourite programmes, but every mm. time the adverts come on, yeah, absolutely. So we think about natural breaks in what we do. So advert breaks are great for advertisers because they know that you sat down and they know you're engaged and you're ready to watch an advert. So um, as much as we don't like to feel controlled, um, that's what it's designed to do. So it's little times like that that you can actually utilise to to get a little bit of exercise. There's some interesting research on um, being sedentary, so the idea of being sat down for a long time. And what actually happens is no matter how many times you go to the gym, if you spend too long sitting down during a day, um, then the, the is the high possibility of health conditions, um, of ill health in the long term. Um, which is why a lot of fitness trackers and fitness watches now remind you if you've not stood up and stretched, if you've not moved for a while, whether it's half an hour or an hour, they do remind you to do that. And it's it's quite useful that because even if at an ad break you were to stand up stretch or if you were going to go you know make a cup of tea or if you were going for a toilet break or something like that it is all for the benefit of you because if no matter like i said no matter how many times you go to the gym if you're sat down for a long period of time there is there's all sorts of stuff that starts happening um they looked at a study on it was older people in a in a care home setting and obviously, at, at that point, when you're a bit older, you know, things are magnified. The effects of things are magnified. But if you took somebody that was sat for eight hours nonstop and then did 30 minutes of exercise and then compared them to somebody that was up and down all day but still spent eight hours in the chair and did 30, 30 minutes exercise, their health outlook was completely different. And it's amazing, really, when you think about it because you think, well, it's the same amount of time, so what does it matter? But your muscles are made to move. I'm just sitting here very quiet because <laughs> since, <laughs> because since the beginning of COVID, I have sat so many hours, and I'm and I must admit, last weekend I did a, a really intensive uh, three day train, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and because it was from the states, it was like one o'clock lunchtime to one a.m. in the morning, and they went over wow. as well, um, and. Uh, it, Literally, by the end of the third day, I was aching sitting down. <laughs> yes, yes. So at some point, you've got to think, haven't you? Because we all do it, but you've got to think, well, actually, if I'm aching or my body's telling me something's not right, then it's probably not right. Because what happens is we naturally lose posture. We start to stoop forward. If we're looking at a computer or you're looking at your phone, you tend to crane your neck a little bit. So everything is out of 
muscularly, everything's out of its normal comfortable position, uh, which means that you either need to move it back and you need to exercise it and warm it up in order to not do any damage, or actually, you know, you are going to ache. Um, so it is really, really important. I think even if you were going to start something, if you're fearful that you sat down a bit too much, um, and you're sat there a little bit quiet after listening to what I've just said, just like you just said, Linda. If you were to take something away, it would be every 30 minutes, set an alarm on your phone. And just a little reminder just to get up, and it might be to walk to another room. It might be just to walk to the other side of the house or the office or wherever you are, you know, and come and sit down again. Just, you know, take a few deep breaths, stretch off, maybe notice a couple of things around your house, be thankful for a couple of things, depends on where your head's at. And um, that you'd be surprised what that can do for you. Right. Yeah, definitely something I need to add to to my list because uh, I, I can see I'm going to be sending an awful lot of time. And of course, we spend a lot of time in front of the screen now more than perhaps before. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. With with everything being virtual nowadays and, and with this, some brilliant things have come out of everything being virtual. There's a lot more accessibility in being social. There's a lot more meetings and things going on, connecting people that never would be connected before. But on the flip side of that we do have to be careful that we're not sat down for too long because also because we're at home we can flick from one meeting to another within two seconds rather than there being a journey a car journey you know um, a rest break something like that as well so it does intensify things a little bit so we need to just make sure we keep moving yes i must admit i think a lot of people got zoomed out at one point and uh, i'm certainly much more um picky about what i do join in with now Yes, I think we all we all jumped in. I think because we were, I think one of the big things for me was missing conversation and missing face to face conversation. And Zoom's done so much for that, but I think there's always that excitement to get involved and jump into everything you can. But you end up in the same position that you are if you were at work, and and you know you book too many things in, too many appointments, or too many things to do around the house. You just end up a little bit burnt out, and especially with screens, it can be quite intense sometimes and you can find yourself getting tired as well so if you do find yourself getting tired in front of a screen that's probably a reminder that you've not stood up for a little while and to actually um not necessarily stop what you're doing but maybe just take a break and you know take a breather get a glass of water or something and keep hydrated as well because that's another thing that we forget to do and i know i do i'm no saint yeah yeah um my go-to when i'm being good I would say it's not all the time, but what I'm being good is I get like the four uh, 500 milliliter b uh, bottles of water and they're full in the morning and they have to be empty by the by the evening. But uh, it's easy to get out of those habits. <laughs> I mean, that is being good. That is a really, really good way of doing it and a very visual. It needs to be empty by the end of the day. But absolutely, it is very, very easy to not do. So what we find with habits, um, and I've done a lot of studying over the last few months on habits, is we need to start them very, very small, so tiny, and start with that intention because you're the, you're the kind of person, you're building that person that wants to build that habit. And then once you do that, you'll naturally find yourself doing a little bit more. Rather than jumping into the full habit, because if you jump in too fast, it can also disappear very quickly as well. So the other thing might be to just make sure there's some then bottles of water. There may be some you know, place at different points in the house. So you've always got access to one or you've always got a visual reminder that actually you need to drink a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I've found success in the past sometimes just getting a big, maybe a two litre bottle and just making sure it's that one that I carry around with me. And uh, the only problem with water is it's, it's best when it's ice cold, isn't it? 
which is why I got a fridge for my desk. <laughs> I must admit that that's the one thing that put me off. Like seeing the two litres in a two litre bottle, it was just like, oof, I'm never going to get yeah. through that. Whereas the, the four, five hundreds, it's the same amount, but to mm -hmm. me, it looked manageable. Yeah, it's, do you know what, it, it's a great point and everybody is different. So what one person's habit may work, it may not work for somebody else. So if you are looking for different tips and different habits to try and get, just try something that um, that is called habit stacking. Mm -hmm. So that's quite an interesting one because you find something that you do regularly during the day. So if you're looking to start drinking more water, think about the things that you might do regularly in a day. So for example, I'm going to use the making a cup of tea because it seems quite a common one. So if by the kettle you've got a bottle of water or a glass there, then you're going to remind yourself to have a drink. So you'd maybe have a drink before you have your cup of tea. Um, or you could leave a post-it note or something or whatever you're going to respond to. But if you mix it with a habit that's already formed, that can be an easy way to success in that habit as well. Yeah, no, that's great, great uh, thoughts there. And of course, we've got to come back to your best to get exercise because <laughs> this, this grabbed me from the beginning. I thought this was so good. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? I can't remember. I can't remember the exact word to use, but do you know what the idea is? So, if you're the kind of person that likes to have a biscuit while you're watching TV and with your cuppa, um, and it does lead me back to that old PK sketch, doesn't it, with the uh, with the hobnobs? But and it always makes me giggle. But if rather than bringing the packet through to the living room to watch TV, which inevitably goes, because once you open a packet, you struggle to stop. I know I do. Um, but if you say to yourself, right, I'm going to take one out and I'm going to leave the packet in the cupboard. Then to get another one, you have to then do exercise to go and get that biscuit. So it's almost like a, I suppose it's like a reward, isn't it? But it is a good way of taking out the possibility of your overindulging, or if you are going to overindulge, it's actually going to make you be more active, which you can't really lose at that point, can you? And I thought it was so good because also by the time if you've got up and down like two or three tires and you've gone to get it, by the time you get back, you're sort of involved in doing something else. So you don't tend to keep going back again. Whereas, as you say, if you've had the by the side of you, they just mm. disappear. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's another one of the rules for things like habits. So if you are stuck in habit, what we're saying there is the fact that you've got to get up and go and get it is you're making it harder to do. So you're taking away the accessibility of that habit. So that's one of the things that you will come across. You'll naturally get distracted by something. And, and actually, as you, you're quite right, you know, the odds are that you, you're going to eat or you're going to consume less than you would have done had the packet been beside you. Fantastic. So, uh, Matt, what's on the horizon for you? Well, I suppose at the moment I'm doing a lot of work um, with older adults as we we spoke about last time I was on um, and I'm kind of waiting for things to be a little bit better to get some face-to-face -face groups going again but I am doing some online classes as well which is very very fun um, I'm back to PT in the gym over in Garforth in Leeds um, but I am taking on more and more coaching clients online so I'm actually looking at more at mindfulness and mm -hmm. well-being and actually looking at the reasons behind how we feel and actually how we can get the best out of ourselves and, and really kind of I'm a big comic geek, so I want to say bring out the superhero in you, um, which resonates a lot for me, um, especially when you've, especially in life when you have to jump hurdles. It's important to see what's what good has come out of jumping them hurdles, rather than just seeing the hurdles and and you know throwing a little pity party. I suppose um, it's actually seeing what's what you've grown and what confidence you can get from that. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. 
And, and also, I mean, you started your business and yours was a very physical business. You, mm. you were with your clients, you were doing things in a certain way, whether they're older or younger, you know, it mm. was very much a, a personalised business. So when COVID hit, you really then had to think of something else again. Yes. So because it was face to face and we were in the situation we're in, you, you get to a point where actually you try and say, well, actually, would you like to do some online training? And I'm going to be honest, and it wasn't the same. It's not for everybody. So, you know, I kept a couple of clients, but it is important at that time just to think, well, I wasn't alone at that point. Everyone's in the same position. So I was thinking, well, what's the best I can do? And I reached for a course in um, life coaching just to find out a little bit more. And I spent a lot of time researching. And it's actually ended up um, getting me in contact with people I never would have met before, getting conversations going that I never would have had before, um, and really developing me and my business. So as we would like to think we're coming out on the other side, but we're not really out on the other side, are we? Um, but it does mean that we can start to look forward and make plans on particularly what could be a new normal for a little while. But it's accepting that, making the best of it, and, um, and taking all the silver linings. So how can people get in touch with you, Matt? So the easiest way to get in touch with me is I'm still under um, Fitness Matters on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Now the I in fitness is a number one. But I've just started a new venture, um, which is my website, which is www.imdoingitfor.me. So it's the idea that I'm doing it for me. So that's what I'm centering my work around. So again, that's I'm doing it for.me. And that's oh, nice. the easiest way to be able to get in contact now. Fantastic. Well, let's hope that uh, some people will be inspired to get off the sofa, at least for a little bit. Absolutely. That My job is done, <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> no. And and uh, I must admit, I mean, you're a young man, but you relate very well to all age groups. So it's very easy to talk to Matt. So if you're thinking about it and you want to talk to somebody, but you feel a bit nervous, then he's a great guy to speak to. I appreciate that. What a kind comment. Thank you. And thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate your time and uh, all your effort as well, your support. You're welcome. It's just, I tell you, it's just nice to get messages out to people, especially positive ones, especially at this time as well in this year. So thank you all for being with us and uh, hopefully you can go back and listen. This is the joy that you can go back and listen to uh, all the golden nuggets that Matt has been giving us and do get in touch with him. He's uh, very accessible. Also on our website, you've got the uh, information as well. So uh, take care, stay safe and we'll be back next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded in conjunction with the Chapel FM Art Centre and East Leeds FM radio station for more information about them and all the good work that they do is www.elfm.co.uk and to know more about what linda sage is doing her website is www.lindasage.com also on all the other social medias